Hey, what's going on, all you Southside Trip podcast listeners? This is Sandra. I just wanted to intro this episode for you really quickly. This week, Claire and I recapped the Chicago Red Stars and Orlando Pride game, and we did that directly after attending a watch party hosted by Chicago Local 134 over at AJ Hudson's. It was a great time. It was a great win. So we took that evening's momentum to go ahead and record the podcast post game. We had a lot of fun doing it and Claire worked her magic and uh, did some editing of the episode. So if you uh, hear some stuff throughout the episode, it's because she did a little cleaning up. But don't worry, we left all the fun and juicy bits in there for you. Please take the time to go and follow Chicago Local 134 and get some more information on joining up with them and their squad. You can find them on all their social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Chicago Local 134. You can also hit up their website for more information on how to join at ChicagoLocal134.net. It was such a hot mess. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trash Podcast. We got a game to talk about tonight, fam. It's going to be a good one because we're actually going to get to talk about a Chicago Red Stars victory. And it's been a while since we've been able to talk about a Red Stars victory. Chicago is undefeated in their last several matches, but they've been in a series of draws. Tonight... They won against the Orlando Pride and huge, huge points that they picked up. And I couldn't talk about it alone. No one can ever do it alone. So I had to recap this one with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? Never been better. Amazing. Full disclosure here, folks. I want to give a quick shout-out to supporters group Chicago Local 134. They hosted a watch party for this particular match on Saturday evening. And Claire and I thought we should go and attend that and hang out with some really good people and hopefully watch some really good soccer. And we got ourselves a treat and got both of those things tonight. The Chicago Red Stars won. They beat the Orlando Pride 3-1. to one. Huge points for the table for their playoff prospect going forward and uh it was just all around honestly a good vibe we're gonna just jump into this lineup real quick see who was lining up for the red stars here tonight yet Alyssa Nayer net Casey Short Julie Erich Katie Nodden Aaron Gilliland running out the back line there Vanessa DiBernardo Morgan Bryan Danny Colaprico Alyssa Motts Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr rounding out the starting 11 and right from that opening whistle, it was just a vibe. What was the vibe, Claire? It was interesting, actually. Um, Chicago came out incredibly front-footed. They uh, they wanted to make a statement early in this game. Uh, they, I think, I think there was a lot of pent-up energy, maybe from the last couple of games, the draws that they had had in the past uh, two weeks where I think they felt like they could, especially after that Portland game, feel like they could score early and often and uh, 
they looked like they were taking this game very, very seriously, which I'm not sure Orlando on the field was ready to match right away. Yeah, no, I would agree. And um, real quick, right off the back of the opening whistle, you had Sam Kerr have an opportunity on goal within like the first minute of this match and sort of go fi- or sort of find herself one V one in the box with Orlando's goalkeeper, Ashton Harris, and not really be able to put that away. And you just kind of thought, well, this is maybe could go one of two ways. The Chicago red stars are going to find themselves some opportunity because let's be real. Orlando pride has been on a bit of a skid coming into this match. And you thought maybe, if the Red Stars didn't get on the board, it could sort of go another way. There was a big vibe of, like, this is going to be a super playoff type of feel to this kind of match, and it ended up happening to be that. It ended up sort of being one-sided in Chicago's favor, and I think a big part of that was in part to a lightning delay that took place. Literally only about seven or eight minutes of soccer was played, and then these teams had to break and go to the locker room for a lightning delay and I think Chicago and Orlando both had to come back out and then Chicago looked to sort of be re-energized or at least way more focused on the task at hand what do you think Claire I mean I might be projecting (laughs) a little bit but um going into the opening whistle of the match um I at least definitely had some anxiety um this wasn't actually like full disclosure this was not a match that I was super excited to watch simply because I was so nervous um about the outcome uh and so I think that there was some tension right at the very beginning that was diffused with the lightning delay um not in a way that any particular team actually had momentum when there was stoppage of play, but just the um, perhaps any sort of heightened emotion about the gravity of what was about to happen. Uh, maybe that dis- that dissipates a little bit when you are already out there, you're playing the game, and then you have a break. And so you're already in the mode of just like, this is just another soccer game. And then also you have this time to sort of think about what you want to do. So... Um, I think it was. I think it was helpful in that it. It again. It it diffused perhaps the emotion, but um, I, but also like no one was really winning at that point when the play when the stoppage of play happened. So. I think. When both these teams came out of their locker room from this lightning delay. I feel like one team sort of picked up where they left off and then the other team for a little while just sort of leveled off and the red stars got a lot of opportunities on goal there were a lot of attempts for shots on goal and just general just shots in general and it started to sort of feel like well for for me it started to sort of feel like you know if this team didn't get a goal in this half, was this going to go the way of like, let's say maybe like that recent match in Seattle where Chicago just found themselves getting these opportunities on net and just not having their finishing at that point. And then I, I'm not going to lie. Like I started to feel some type of way about it and like clockwork here comes 
Sam Kerr out of nowhere. Or I'm not going to say out of nowhere. Here comes Sam Kerr in the 44th minute with a, a beautiful goal started by Danny Colaprico, right? Let's be real. Let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back. This goal happened because Alyssa Nair found Casey Short. Casey Short found Danny Colaprico. Danny Colaprico serves his ball, and Yuki Nagasato gets a bit of a touch on it. And Sam Kerr takes his ball and just scores this great goal in the box. There was just no way that like that was going to be saved. At one point, I think Ashton Harris just sort of like sat down after like the ball sort of went in. It was kind of like a maybe a bit of a demoralizing goal, but it was a great first goal, and it came right at the moment where they were about to go into halftime. Yeah, um, I think and under uh, we, we could i think we could always talk more about um the way that Morgan Bryan came into this team and joined this squad and became an active part of the midfield and how she and Danny Colaprico are very comfortable swapping roles um in a way that they don't necessarily have to be overtly communicative in that way they understand who should be driving forward who should be dropping back who should be playing more of an eight who should be playing more of a six and not to get too ahead of myself but the two goals had to do with those two players in the midfield understanding exactly where they needed to be and what they needed needed to do in that moment and um and then, you know, yeah, Sam had been finding herself with one-on-one opportunities on Ashlyn Harris the whole first half of the game, but it took until that 44th minute that she was able to get she was able to get time to transfer the ball over to the to her right foot and uh, shoot it far post and actually, you know, get it in the back of the net. I loved that the Red Stars' first two goals of this match came exactly like right before halftime I thought it was like such it's it honestly looked like it was such a gut punch for Orlando Pride the body language that was sort of coming from some of the players on the pitch was just very revealing maybe I for lack of a better word but for Sam Kerr to get that goal in the 44th minute and then for Vanessa DiBernardo to come with that second goal, literally a minute later in like 45-minute stoppage time, I think really just sort of delivered that sort of oh-no kind of moment for Orlando. I think at that point they were maybe looking sort of maybe on the optimistic side of things. We're like, we're going to get into this halftime with a zero zero scoreline and that's going to be great and like turned it on in the hat but that didn't happen and I'm talking about sort of like these gut punch goals but I think Vanessa DiBernardo's goal even more so than Sam Kerr's goal might have maybe delivered that sort of message because I think it's for one thing to have oh I don't know one of the best forwards in the world and the top leading goal scorer in the end of his cell to get a goal on you. It's almost like you expect that. And I believe Tom Sermani mentioned in their post game that you have to prepare for Sam Kerr. But it's another thing 
for Sam Kerr, excuse me, let me rewind a little bit. It's another thing for Morgan Bryan to set up Sam Kerr, who sets up a player like Vanessa DiBernardo and then get that second goal before half. I mean, it was just really, you saw it in that second half. You just saw the body language. You just thought, well, Orlando might not come back from this. I think you might have some thoughts on Orlando. What did you think? I do. I do have some thoughts about Orlando. And I'm not going to act like uh, I'm an expert because I'm not. I don't know exactly what's happening in that locker room or what the uh, overall trajectory of, you know, all communication within that organization is. But um, I was really nervous about this game. I was genuinely very stressed out about it. I thought that this could be the day that everything comes crashing down for the Red Stars. And I go to watch the match and Orlando, they didn't show up. They never, like, they just, they gave the Red Stars space. They looked lethargic on defense. They looked uninterested in making runs into the box on offense. Um, It's one thing to be beat out you know, in a, in a, you know, genuine way, but they, um, I, I didn't see any tenacity from them whatsoever that belied their talent. And, um, it looked like a team that had decided they were going to lose this game before the game ever actually started. And that's a remarkable thing to see from a team with that amount of talent. And you have to wonder what's going on there, but um, yeah, no, I I do want to go back to that that uh, the the second Chicago goal uh, that De Bernardo scored, where um, like I said, uh, Morgan Bryan and Danny Colaprico have been really really incredible together, and I think that we talk a lot about the relationship between Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr, but with time, I think the De Bernardo Kerr connection might actually be more significant in that um. They have such wholly separate uh, uh, roles on the field, but if they are actively aware of what the other person is doing at all times, they'll be able to feed. That goal looked so easy. It was so easy for them. And in a way, it's so funny to see Kerr assist a goal like that because it's so rare, but also you're just like, wow, this is just like the next level of what this team can do. Like, we don't have to get Kerr running into the box, you know, getting a one-on-one with the keeper. Like, she can actually make a run to the end line that, you know, Morgan Bryan can make on the right side, and then she can send that back to Bernardo, who is making the correct run behind Kerr. And that's, like, North Carolina levels. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I think there was a lot of stuff in this game where it almost felt like it was, like, the culmination of – these sort of last three matches, right? Like we talk about the Red Stars, yes, being undefeated and yes, having three draws under the belts coming into a match like this, but how they were against these very sort of like other talented and very significant playoff bound teams, a draw against North Carolina, a draw against Seattle and then Portland. And then coming into this game, sort of having a bit of like unfinished business kind of mentality. And it definitely just looked like they were the team that came in ready to sort of solidify who they are in this season and 
hopefully moving forward. And I agree with you on, you know, the the connection between Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr. And I also agree with you on the the sort of relationship and connection and the chemistry that we're seeing between Vanessa DiBernardo and Sam Kerr. And hopefully with time that can blossom into something else. And I'm right there with, you know, what we're sort of seeing in the midfield with Danny Colaprico and Morgan Bryan. I think it's incredibly underrated right now. And it's sort of weird for me to say those kind of words out loud, but I feel like it is like, I don't think there's, enough attention or enough people talking about how Danny Colaprico and Morgan Bryan are really sort of running shit for the Red Stars in the midfield. I mean, I'm not really a, a huge, like I'm into uh, college soccer to a certain extent, but I got to put it on the Southside Chat podcast. I mean, I'm really feeling the who's right now. Are you feeling the who's right now, Claire? Absolutely. And, and, and it's less, I, it's not necessarily that I think that they're better at playing with each other because they played with each other in college, but, um, that was a system that worked for them and propelled both of those players into the upper echelon of the professional system. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, can you believe it? They were good in college. They're good together uh, professionally. And I'm thrilled that we're actually getting some time with Morgan Bryan to see her progress as a player. Um, and, and, and also I like, I like this too, where this is the alt optimal scenario with club versus country. This is a club that is benefiting from the rehabilitation of this player. And also then the country, the country team will have that as well and so in that way I really like that too because the U.S. is better when Morgan Bryan is in form and it's good for Chicago when she's in form too so it feels like this the this club has to a certain extent short term solved the problem of how do we maintain the quality of Morgan Bryan and uh, so I really love that too however I'm now going to talk about uh, the things I did not like about this match. Yeah, you should. That's only that, that, that's only fair. You should go for it. Yeah, um, because we're feeling hype right now. We've been like raving. We've been riding this high. <laughs> we've been riding this high for uh, for hours, and uh, yeah, um, I still am not sure this Red Stars team knows what to do with a lead. Uh, they're not uh, I think they they lose they lose their minds a little bit they uh, don't they don't understand they don't understand how to go from being in a comfortable league lead to being in like full panic mode and uh, that is still troubling to me and this is where I go back to where I don't feel like Orlando showed up I think if they were playing against a team that had really showed up today this would not necessarily have gone as well Um and also a huge differential between the game being 2-1 and 3-1 was a really, really bad giveaway uh, in the back for Orlando. So not to say that Sam Kerr won't jump on those all the time, but um, to 
basically, if we're running under the assumption that, okay, Chicago is getting fourth. They're going to play in the postseason. They're going to play the North Carolina Courage on September 16th in a semifinal. This was really good, but they're going to have to be better. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, just based off the regular season record, you're talking about, what, two one one draws against North Carolina and then a very – depressing <laughs> scoreline 4-1 loss on July 4th yeah. you know against against the Kurds it's uh it, it's gonna be something if it ends up being that kind of matchup but just to really quickly recap for folks who, who weren't able to to watch this match in, in that second half the Red Stars got their third goal with a goal from Sam Kerr in the 59th minute and then the Orlando Pride actually showed some signs of life in that second half um, and they pulled the goal back in the 65th minute with a classic Martha service to Alex Morgan, who put away just a beautiful, beautiful goal. It was, it really, I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from that. It was really good. And I also thought the timing of it was incredibly important because 65th minute, that's a lot of time in soccer to maybe sort of pull something together. So obviously in that second half, you started to see, the team try to sort of put some things together as far as like making a game of things and down the stretch ultimately though they weren't able to really connect on their crosses um some of their service was like really kind of awkward at, at some point there were some service that like a cross would get sent in and it would actually just go like in and like out over the bar for like a goal kick for Chicago like the service was just poor honestly um and it just didn't end up happening for them really and then as the time just started to wind down you just sort of started to see the level of play just sort of not be up to par with the type of match that it should have been again a playoff sort of caliber type of match you know at, at one point you started to see a lot of yellow cards come out I believe uh Zdorsky and ended up getting a goal and then like a couple minutes later uh, Monica ended up getting a yellow card and she was a, somebody who had just subbed on late in the second half. So it started to get physical because the game started to get away, you know, but ultimately I feel you on that, Claire. It's like this team, the Chicago Red Stars, has a lot of talent and they had a lot of talent coming into this season on paper and they were had to go through some injuries for a long time and Sam Kerr, was away on international duty. Sam Kerr didn't join this team until several weeks into the season for that very first game against the Washington Spirit back in April. And uh, it looks like they're starting to get their stuff together. And that's great. But you want to see those really complete performances. Yeah, so this is where I'm going to take a moment to, uh, to uh, gloat a little bit. This is Southside Trap, and I'm going to allow it to happen. Right. You should gloat. Thank you. Okay, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take a moment to put all of this into perspective because you know what? As you can probably tell, we're feeling it tonight, and uh, we don't know when we're going to be feeling it again, and we're going to just take uh, the, a second to uh, really enjoy it. So, uh, <clears throat> number one. Chicago had pretty much half of its roster healthy starting this season for a number of weeks. And uh, here we are in a playoff 
a position now. Uh, Chicago also arguably had the worst schedule in the entire season. And uh, here we are in uh, playoff position now. Uh, Sam Kerr missed uh, the first five games of the NWSL season. And she is right now alone uh, in front of the uh, Golden Boot Race. How about that? People uh, weren't so sure about the chemistry of this team starting out, and there were some major shakeups midseason, and yet here they are. <laughs> that's, that's it. I can only hold it for so long. I think, part, I mean, we've tried to say on this podcast, uh, sort of instill this belief in this team, because I feel there have been moments there, not just in this season, but in seasons past, where people sort of talk about this Red Stars mentality down the stretch that basically it falters. I mean, there's a narrative out there that the Chicago Red Stars are this sort of team that chokes in the semifinals. And I feel like a game like this could take the Red Stars and sort of carry them into the playoffs. Believe the hype. You should believe the hype about yourselves, right? Yeah. I, uh, I'm so happy that they're doing well, not only because they're my team, but just because this is, this, this season is a story that people should be paying attention to. And I don't always feel like Chicago gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to a compelling narrative. I agree with you 100%. Uh, there was a piece that I put out last season, I believe, um, where I basically said that the Chicago Red Stars are the best football team in Chicago, period. And I meant in whichever type of football that you watch, whether it's gross American football or some good old-fashioned soccer. And uh, I believe that still... A year later, this day as the Red Stars got this victory and are looking more sort of in the positive picture of a playoff push. And uh, they are. So let me put it on the record again for 2018. The Chicago Red Stars are the best football team in Chicago, period. And they have been for quite some time, honestly. And it's... uh. It's a really good place to be, and I'm feeling it. So I think that they have themselves a break coming up, right? There's a FIFA window happening, and there's going to be some national team friendlies taking place, and there was a few Red Stars who got called up for that. So shout-out to Alyssa Nair, Julie Ertz, Morgan Bryan, and Casey Short. So congrats on that. They will be having a couple friendlies against Chile, and uh, that's going to take place in California. Um, August 31st, I believe, and then another on September or September something. I forgot. Sorry, guys. But that's only because I'm focused on the next Red Stars match, which is going to take place on September 4th. And it's going to be against Sky Blue FC, and that's the rescheduled match that they had because Sky Blue couldn't make their flight out to Chicago. Do you have any predictions for that match, Claire? Um, This is... I, I, well, predictions. I think um, 
Chicago should win. Um, a major difference between the original uh, scheduling for that game, which was during the Tournament of Nations that obviously Australia participated in, and now is that um, Australia doesn't have any friendlies scheduled for this international break. So Sam Kerr should theoretically uh, be available. I would advocate for actually resting her um, if unless they need her. Uh, you know, have her have her sit on the bench, and if you're, you know, not getting the result you want by the 60th minute, put her in, and that'll make a difference. Uh, Chicago also has the benefit of uh Yuki Nagasato no longer playing with her national team, um, despite being an incredibly quality player. Um, this is the thing: is 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 Chicago has uh clinched a playoff spot with a point, right? So all they have to do is not lose. And uh, if they lose to Sky Blue, that will be literally unprecedented for this season. So uh, I hope that that isn't going to happen. Yeah, no, samesies. Uh, I feel like even with all the players that are missing, because honestly, Sky Blue FC will also be missing some pretty key players for them. Uh, Carly Lloyd will be gone for U.S. national team duty, but... One of their other prolific uh, goal scorers in Katie Johnson is going to be on national team duty with uh, Mexico's women's national team. So she's not going to be around. Savannah McCaskill, Monty Dorsey are going to be off uh, with the U23 program. Um, so they're going to be missing some key components in this match. So there's going to be significant players for both of these teams come this match day. So I think on paper that Chicago should still have the advantage. But like we always say, with the this is the NWSL. Anything can happen. But um, home field advantage, let's try to give it to the home team and hopefully they can come away with a result and hopefully head into Salt Lake City, um, you know, sitting a lot more pretty and, like, hopefully locking things up. But um, I appreciate today. And, again, shout-out to Local 134 for sort of allowing us to invade their – watch party you guys should give them a shout out and find them on their twitter or their other social media channels and uh i think you should shout out all your social media channels claire where can the good people find all your work yes you can find me on hot time in old town that we're just you know clipping away and then i also uh write occasionally for uh the equalizer you can also find me on their podcast more often than not every Monday morning. And my Twitter is uh, Scout Ripley, which is the name of my band. If you're feeling the intro and the outro to this podcast, you should definitely support your favorite local Chicago band in Scout Ripley. They're pretty awesome. They're way better than Whitney. You should show them some love. 100% hands down. And I'm not just saying that because Claire's my homegirl. It's because I believe it. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans. Oh, Claire's upset. We got beef. It's real. It's real out here in these uh, Chicago local band streets. But support Scott Ripley, y'all. They're awesome. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter. At San Herrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to continue to support the Southside Trap podcast, you can do that. Uh, you can do that at Podbean and follow Southside Trap at Podbean.com. 
you can also find us on iTunes and just search for Southside Trap Podcast. And you can follow the Twitter over at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, Southside Trap Pod. And, you know, you can write us a question or leave us a nice review on iTunes. Tell us how much you love Chicago. We will agree with you because we're a couple of kids from Chicago who love Chicago things. Thank you all for hanging out. Hope you enjoyed this victory. Hope we get another one to talk about with you all. Peace.